This is the Water Boys podcast presented by Crossing Broad. Hello, everybody. I am Coach Guy. With me, as always, Mr. Kyle Pagan. No guest today. We're going to jump right into the biggest loser in the world, Ben Simmons. I thought I was getting a different um, introduction every time. Uh, we can go back to the drawing, but your boy's tired, man. A lot of, a lot of, a lot you of work do seem. You can hear it in the voice. Yeah, like you can hear it in the voice. You can hear it in the demeanor. We are, we are recording this a little later than usual. Usually, we're like a seven o'clock, seven thirty ish, right after the boy goes down. Uh, we're at nine o'clock almost right now. Yeah, um, don't you call a big me day. a hero. It was you a big, big day. day. Yeah, yeah, you know, day. moving, moving, moving is brutal, but everything just needs to be set up by Thursday so I can watch Ben Simmons compile a case to file his grievance <laughs> against the Sixers because this guy, this guy's the gift that keeps on giving for anyone who has a podcast. It really is. I mean, you could fill the last year. You know how NFL, you can fill a whole, like, like you look at the Pat Baggage show, you look at ESPN, like those guys have just made careers off of off of football, you could, in the last year, you could fill li- literally a one-week episode of all the Ben Simmons drama, of all the Ben Simmons news since about May of last year. It's do ridiculous. You, do you think they'll at one point be a 30 for 30 or like maybe an E60 about it? I mean, there has to be one day a 30 for 30 of the process, and it probably will be 20 years from now, maybe even 30 years from now, but there has to be a 30 for 30. It was just such a revolutionary idea. And then everything that happened through the burner accounts, through one guy uh, getting um, allergic to nuts, to one guy figuring out how he couldn't shoot anymore, and it was, was it a dirt bike accident? Was it just him, you know, his, his shooting coach messing with him, to Ben Simmons now wanting to be off the team after he kind of self-imploded in a playoffs? It's just, it, it's... We haven't even scratched the surface. I mean, you could even. But you they could have, have to win. They have to win one for them to do it. They, they do. No, they have to win one. But I mean, they made one for Penny and Shaq, and they didn't win jack shit. Um, and that one was over like a two, three, four year period and stuff. So, but it would be nice. It would be a nice little cherry on top if huh. they did. If they did win, you could even have a chapter on Color World. Is there a more out of touch person that you've you've ever just like had to follow along with? No, I tweeted this today. I wish Clutch would get a brain. I don't think I feel like there's no there's nobody with 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 and brain's probably the wrong word. Somebody with like a touch of reality. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like Rich Paul has just been so far in La La Land in L.A. and whatnot with LeBron riding his coattails, having Anthony Davis, having Zach Levine that he doesn't understand. Like Dude, you keep leaving out Adele. And Adele, the the real world, like he doesn't understand the real world. You, when you become a celebrity, and you're just, you're so far attached from the real world, you just become that person that like, you don't understand how the salt of the earth, the nine to five person, person, uh, they live their life anymore for him to file a grievance is insane to me. But you think, is this a rich Paul production though? It's somebody, it's somebody, it's somebody in clutch advising him to do this because Ben could shut it down whenever he wanted it to. He'd be like, Hey man, I got traded. I lost out on twenty million. His one, his one buddy, or his one source, or someone close to him said in the Ramona Shelbourne piece, "We don't give a fuck about the money." And now we're filing the grievance. There was his uh, press conference with the Nets, where it was like it was never about the fans, it was never about the coaches, it was never about the organization. I was just in a bad, bad mental space. I was in a bad space mentally. The problem is he's a bold faced liar because it was all about it was about all those things, and. You know, the money's the money, and maybe I remember when Howard Eskin came out and he was in financial issues. Remember that? Remember that no. saga? How, oh, yes, Howard yes, yes. Es- Howard Eskin came out mm-hmm. and said Ben might have financial issues. Um, You know, 100% brought on himself, and I think – I actually think it's a Ben Simmons production because, like you said, you could shut it down at any point. He could. I don't think he wants to because I think he's just been handed everything he's ever gotten in his life, and he can't believe that – things aren't going his way. I think this is one of the first times where like someone's going to throw a tenter- temper tantrum and it's not a warranted temper tantrum in any way. There's a lot of layers to this. This could fuck up a lot of owners, but this could also fuck up the next CBA for a lot of players. And I, a lot of owners and a lot of players are looking at how this grievance is going to be filed and but now the, it's going to be ruled. But it doesn't seem like the union's really backing him. Well, I've always said the thing where it's like, if... If a a company who deals with mental health wanted to have a statement on Ben Simmons for the free marketing alone, BetterHelp, mm-hmm. 
BetterHelp advertises on every podcast. We are open to BetterHelp if you'd like to. They advertise on on all the top twenty podcasts. You can't go, you can't listen to a top twenty podcast on Spotify without BetterHelp getting an advertisement in there. If they wanted to come out, and we think we think the Sixers are egregious. I we we can't believe they're they're finding a man who is going through mental issues, or the Players Association saying we can't believe the Sixers are going through. Uh, with with Ben Simmons with mental issues. I mean, look at look at what's happening with MLB. Looking at what's happening with the NFLPA. They're always on their player's side. There has nobody, not even LeBron James himself, that has spoken up for Ben Simmons. And I think that speaks. And it's probably because you know, look, I I think it's 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 interesting to see how this is going to play out because he's basically on an island standing by himself. And if he somehow wins the money back. <laughs> You're setting a crazy standard. Yeah. And to people not being on their side, another thing is like some of the, you know, the more understanding or maybe more, I don't want to use the word woke or maybe like more accepting personalities in Philadelphia haven't gone after him. I mean, Mike Missinelli has been relatively soft on him. He's usually fairly progressive with this stuff. Tyrone's been kind of hard on him. He's usually fairly progressive with this stuff. The guys on WIP are a lot more, you know, sports radio. We sometimes they lose that, but like, the tone, even Jamie Lynch, who's usually someone who will will side with a player, he's been on him. I don't, I just don't think anyone buys it with this guy because there's just too much evidence to show that this guy's just a loser. Mm-hmm. You can and, listen, and I, I'm sure he's having some type of mental, you know, yeah, issue because you can't. I mean, you can't be just basically hated on and blamed for something like crazy without feeling bad for yourself. And I'm sure he has a bout of depression or anxiety from it. He, this is one of those times where it's like, you got to turn around and help yourself here. Cause he's just not going to do, he, he's not doing it. He's not doing anything to help himself. He's uh, making himself look worse by doing this. I think if you don't have a sliver of depression or a sliver of anxiety and you're a celebrity or you're a pro athlete, you're in the minority. Oh, I would 100%. say it affects almost 75 to 80% of people who are in the line like consistently and constantly with the social media age. I think you're right though, where, I mean, you look at it, they come to him and they want to talk to him about it. He has no interest in talking to him. You got Joel Embiid, the first game of the season being like, hey, you got to be there for our brother. I'll, I'll, I don't think Joel Embiid necessarily meant it himself. I think it came from a higher up that, hey, you got to mm-hmm. take the mic and you got to kind of lead by example and stuff. And he said, okay, fine, I'll do it. And shout out to Joel for doing that. But he said, he said Ben's our brother. When he wants to come back, blah, blah, blah. Then they met with him again. He has that conversation with everybody. That he's not mentally ready to play at the at the moment. And they just had all these conversations, and they had all these times to to try to get Ben to come back and to try to make sure that Ben felt comfortable and that he knew it. And then for him to just and I said this before, just to play the last bullet in the chamber for him to get paid was to play yeah. the mental health card and cheat. And it was a it was a dud too because like now he's at this point, no one bought it. Not a single person bought it. And, you know, the people who were getting angry on Twitter about the levitards of the world or the national media about the world, like, you have to remember what those guys are doing. They're they're playing a trick to make you be engaged with them. That's why they get paid so much money. They drive up clicks and they drive up viewers and they drive up things and they do it so well. And it takes this these dodo people, like people at the 97.5 Morning Show likes to call hoagie mouths, that get on Twitter and they're like, I can't believe you go after Philly. We love Kate. Uh, what's her face? Uh, Kate Scott. Kate, Kate Scott. Uh, Kate Smith. Kate, Kate Smith, yeah. I, I do want to talk about Kate Scott at some point, because I think her hates are very unwarranted at this point. She's but, gotten she's, she's gotten way better than, than when I thought. Oh, I, listen, I've watched now three Sixers games fully. I think she does a good job. Yeah. At first, I was like, this is like a cheap Mark Zumoff impersonation, but then I'm like, yeah, she's just she's just excited. Maybe she's genuinely excited. She seems excited. I'll tell you what, I think Kate Scott, Kate Scott could drink us under the table. She's oh, a girl that I the, think you'd want to have a beer with. You know what happens when I get in the room alone with Kate's babies? They usually get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're pregnant. So one for one on Kate's getting pregnant. So I gotta be careful on that. Um, yeah, but it's just so it's just so crazy to me that this guy because this like it's literally. I don't. I, I think of this like the the, screen, the scene from Scrubs. I don't know if you ever watch it. It's like one of the doctors is literally like in a grave burying herself, and she just keeps talking. Like he just he's burying his own grave himself, and he just won't stop. It, it's fascinating to me that this guy 
could be so self-unaware of, of the situation he's actually in. For them to file a grievance for a future event to happen is is a wild move. It's a fraud move. It's a it's a hypocritical move. It's a it's a liar move in in, in my mind because it's like there are they are going into the Wells Fargo Center beefing up security as I'm sure the Nets asked for that. I'm sure the Sixers asked for that, but I'm also sure Clutch asked for that. So they're going with a playoff game I saw that. type of type of security. So it's basically if a playoff game happens, there's a level of security that's going to be there and there's a level of high profile figures and whatnot. Um, I think I saw, and I don't mean to sing her out, but I will, but I saw Natalie Aganoff's tweet and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way where she was like, he didn't kick your dog, just boom and get over with it. And then she kind of expanded on it and was like, kind of imposed that like a Sixers fan would uh, assault him in a way, whether it's physically or someone will throw something. That doesn't surprise me at all. That's her take on it. If you look at it, every beer is cracked. Every water is, is you can't get the, the cap on it. So mm-hmm. if we're going to assault Ben Simmons, is it going to be popcorn? Okay, I hope it's not. But I mean, the Russell Westbrook situation, yes, you don't want to see anyone get popcorn spilled on him. But when you look at it, the grand scheme of things, it was popcorn in the end. You want anyone get humiliated. Yeah. But I think Russell Westbrook kind of showed you his true colors today where he was like, the, 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 the term Westbrook. Uh, desecrates the legacy of not only me but my children and my family. It's like it's just yeah. a, it's a nickname that people on Twitter are using. So how about you just you know kind of relax when you look it's back also, on once it. Once you acknowledge it, it becomes ten times worse for these guys because it just fuels the fans. Yes, but I'm but what I'm saying is that like if someone wants to throw a water bottle at Ben Simmons, it is going to be empty by the time it gets to Ben Simmons unless he's legitimately five rows away from Ben Simmons. That's why they don't leave the caps on these. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Like, what stops somebody from going to the concession stand and buying a cheeseburger and just firing it at Ben Simmons? <laughs> See, I, but you got to think about it. Like the 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 aerodynamical nature of a cheeseburger getting to Ben Simmons and not onto the floor is very tough. We're Listen, talking if about if there's somebody who was willing to spend the money to get close <laughs> enough to be within striking distance and smack Ben Simmons with a cheeseburger. Listen, I'm not saying I want it to happen. <laughs> But I like want it to happen. I just want to see what would happen. Like what would be coming of it. Like it would be it would be mean. <laughs> the just the just the left side face full of patty. Just <laughs> no. I think it'd be funny if he just like turns and just catch him like square in the chest. Just like poof, on his, mustard like, everywhere. Five thousand dollar Gavenchi suit or or. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it would be funny. It would just put another black eye. I don't think there's going to be an assault. Like that's what I really wanted to say. My, but my buddy, I, I have a buddy who, who I have a buddy who t- who texted me and goes, "Well, I think the hundred level is going to be okay, but the two hundred level is the level you have to talk about." You gotta watch those people firing burgers from the two hundred <laughs> level. Listen, if somebody's flying a burger from the two hundred level, the Phillies better be on the horn and get that guy's contact information because we're <laughs> yeah. gonna need him in Clearwater when we when we get this thing going. You have a left fielder still. Yeah, um, seriously, we got a platoon center field. Just put that mother fucker in there it, it is going to be i i saw steve nash's comment on it he's like listen he's a big boy he's gonna join the team i don't know there's i don't think there's anything to gain from this even even having to sit on the bench is gonna be worse you we talked about this this today you were like at least if he's playing he could block mm-hmm. it out he's literally just gonna have to sit there for 48 minutes yep and 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 it's gonna be 48 minutes of relentless mm-hmm. a, 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 it's not a basketball game that's being played those people aren't there to watch a basketball game. They're there to boo Ben Simmons. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I have said this a thousand times and you can go look up the videos. When Tavares came back to Long Island for the first time, I was like, I will never see something like that. This will dwarf in comparison to what that was. This will be the all time boo fest. It's it's funny that you said that because after we got off the phone today, I did look up the Tavares one because I didn't remember off the top of my head. Those people booed for a legitimate two two and a half minutes. Yeah, it was a, and, it was a very and chanted impressive at him the entire game. Mm-hmm. It was a the very Who's Your Daddy boo. chant came out. They called him a rat. It was pretty great. And they threw a rubber snake at him. Pumped up the PA system too to try to drown those people out. And yeah, they, they still did. they still couldn't do it and whatnot. It's so. not gonna work. It's it's going to be reminiscent of LeBron coming back to Cleveland, and it's Cleveland. It's, be, it's, it's booing, but I, I I just hope, I really hope nobody does anything stupid. Oh. I think I think cheers. I think jeers. <laughs> I think 
I, I think nothing derogatory, but like, I just hope it's like good natured ribbing, uh, and just, well, I mean, like, just listen, have at it. You you know, fuck Ben Simmons is going to break yeah. out. That's going to happen. Um, well, uh, the crossing broad has set the over under at three and a half on that one. On on fuck Ben Simmons chance. Yes, I think any time if I I think I think it's going to be right off right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I would take like if there was a bet on the first chant going, it would be fuck Ben Simmons. Like first commercial deserval. Yeah, that would be it. <laughs> um. And it's going to be glorious because it's a great chant. It really is. It just rolls off the tongue. And let me tell you something. The guy kind of deserves it. So, listen, if he shows up, he sits there and he takes it and nothing happens, good on him. Way to just get it over with. Because it's not going to be as bad as when he comes back the next time. The first time is going to be the worst time. Mm-hmm. I always thought that if he came back, if they didn't trade him, if he came back, took his medicine for three games, but played like we know Ben Simmons can play, I think we would have forgiven him if we would we would have won. I think winning cures everything. I mean, I was always the opposite. I don't think he could ever have played here again. I just don't think it would have ever worked. Um, Who is, um, who's the worst returns ever? I mean, what, what's this compared to T.O.? I mean, we had mock executions. We had mock uh, uh, – there was a mock funeral form out in the I mean, they threw d batteries at jd drew they did they that's, did that's tough that's a tough that's, look that's dude, for a guy who never technically played he was just a number two overall pick and who would have known if he would ever gotten through the minor leagues i mean look at he's also he was also kind of like a middling player in the major league <laughs> baseball people get upset about jd drew um that yeah i mean but but d batteries that's that's a projectile it's a big battery something <laughs> You could hit Ben Simmons with a D battery. <laughs> I'm not saying I want to see it, but. <laughs> oh, man, the four for four guys in the 200 level. It's going to be a fucking movie up there, man. Um, I, It's also like, do you think Matty Cord will stop it if it goes? Remember a few years ago when the Flyers decided to throw those wristbands on the ice? Yeah. And the guy gets on the horn. He's like, knock it off. And then they booed the guy. <laughs> Don't knock it off. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, Matty Cord will be all over. It doesn't mean people are going to listen to him. Is Doc? No. If Doc gets on the mic, stop, no stop, one's going to care. He's going to be. Joel Embiid will have to get on the mic and be like, "Hey, you guys got to stop throwing that stuff." Like he's the only one. Maybe James Harden, maybe Tyrese Maxey, but but Joel Embiid will have, have to, like, to be. Joe. Chris Heck just like shaking Joel and be like, "You got to get on the mic." <laughs> As D it's batteries on. are just raining down on Ben Simmons. Oh my God! What do you think? I want to play this game with you like of this. stadium food. What would be the worst one to get hit with? A Polish water ice. They don't sell them anymore, but a blue <laughs> Polish water <laughs> ice. That was a quick call. You thought be, about this. Would be so bad to get hit with. A pizza with the oil is right. Yeah. You can get, eh, you no, because you can't get Polish water ice out. You can't get pizza oil out either, but you, I guess you kind of can. If you I was saying if you if you could get within good striking distance and you had a Campos cheesesteak with Wiz on there mm. and you caught him maybe like with with, the, with it right open, that's that might stick to him. It might stick to him. <laughs> we cannot. We Listen, can, we're not. We, we, yeah, we, we're we not, not saying this. to throw things at Ben Simmons. We're just saying in a fictional world, if I was going to throw a stadium food at the best four in the league, <laughs> what one thing my, I do miss be my is, is that we stopped the podcast before everyone got the best four in the league inside joke because he was like looking back on it now he was the best four in the league oh my god when I started saying it people were like this guy has no idea what he's talking about and all you had to do was listen to the podcast and I would admit I had no idea what I was talking about and I just started calling him the best four in the league he's best four in the league he's playing out of position this whole time I hope Steve he's Nash understands <laughs> Dude, the Disney bubble proved it. Yeah. Um, so you watched the games. What first first impressions? Your favorite guys? Sa- Saturday sucked, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, not a good one, but Friday Friday was a great game. Friday was great. Um Niang's fun. That guy goes out and knocks down shots. He is fun. And the funny thing is he's built like a YMCA father. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like it's like the guy you take you pick last and he winds up being a sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. He of plays course- three point line to three point line. Yeah, um, dude, Maxie's a ball of energy. He is fast. Yeah, can't and guard what you can't see. It's also uh, like he, I like I think last night he had the one where he was going out of bounds. He finger finger rolled it in. I'm like, that's like mm-hmm. you could see him spin it off his hand. Now I'm just talking like a proud mother at this point. But <laughs> it was it was cool. Um, I I I also was telling you today, like I listened to the post game. I listened to Doc talk. Doc was all. Doc was Doc. Doc's an asshole in general. I don't like Doc. 
I listened to Harden talk and just said all the right things. It was like, and I saw <laughs> saw your tweet today. Read the 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 Bryce Harper book on pandering. He knows what he's doing. He's good. Listen, you you run stairs. You will be <laughs> in the coldest of cold Philly fans' heart. Oh I mean, yeah, that is just so he, many Delco dads and Ridley dads that are just like that. That man ran stairs after playing thirty eight minutes. I think what he needs to do is show up to a game in just like jeans, the you know the Heather Gray Wawa t-shirt, but instead of saying Wawa, it says John. John. And with a literal lunch pail. <laughs> like if he did that, he would have won the pandering game for life. The fact Nick Sirianni didn't bring a lunch pail one time free game on that like four or five, six game win streak. I forget what it got up to, but like. A lunch pail would have just capped it off. Would have been like you're the biggest pander of all time. We love. Listen, you. I, I think you should. I think you should look, write like an op-ed piece about uh, just make up a fictional athlete, right? Maybe uh, you're a dominant four in the NBA, and just like pander his way of being the greatest Philadelphia athlete of all time. Just write how it would work. A, just a fictional story. <laughs> It's a, lo- it's a love child of Bryce Harper and Nick Sirianni. You're probably right. I don't know who else would be in that. I mean, Jalen Hurts, he, he he disqualified himself after wearing the Houston hat and the Houston oh. shirt. I mean, Howard Eskin had a field day with that. Oh, my God. Howard Eskin's a loser. <laughs> like, How could this guy wear a Houston Astros jersey in Why the midst of an NL East race? Yeah, but, but Bubba Chuck wears a Yankees hat, and we're okay with it. And he's he was wearing a Red Sox. He was wearing a Red Sox hat the other day. Yeah, yeah. Um, you think Bubba Chuck's in 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 the house on Thursday? Yeah, there there Who? is going to be a presence. All right, let me let me rattle off some yeah. some Philly people that might be there. Ready? Let's start with this. M Night Shyamalan, easily. Okay, Meek. Yes, David Boreanaz. Who the hell is that? You know who David Boreanaz is in SEAL Team 6? Is he, now, is he a no. Philly guy? Yeah, he's, he's a Philly guy. Sure. If you can point him out, I say yeah. I don't think I can point him out. I just know David Boreanaz is a Philly guy. You think Bradley Cooper's in town? No. He doesn't show his face unless it's an Eagles game. It's true. Trout? No. No? Okay. Brandon Brooks was there last night. I saw that. Do you think Adele makes a performance? Uh, Appearance? No, but I do think there are some Rich Paul. You think there are some Rich Paul moles in the first oh, level? I, oh, I don't know. Has to be. I think there are going to be a lot of, lot of, lot of video being taken. What uh, does this? What does this uh, whole like situation mean for Tyrese Maxey? In terms of what? Like his representation through clutch. Nothing. Nothing. You just like Nothing. don't think it matters. I think they do a video tribute. To Ben because See, it is the right thing to do. It's no, it's not. I think listen. They gave one to Tavares. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, and I and listen. If this is why I've always said, I think I would just be. I would just. I, I think I would be like a fantastic like president or something, and be like, hold on a second, let's all just like. So I'll just sit back and like think about this. Like, is this really the best idea? I can't wait for right? the spin zone. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying it's like I could probably be president because you know they hire all these rich white guys or the one black guy at one point to do it and they're all out there with these pedigrees and they're all polished. Be put put just me, an average guy in there and be like, Hold on a second. Gas prices are sore. We gotta figure something out, guys. Yeah. We care about the war over here. We got we gotta take care of the little guy. You'd be great in clutch. I would be great in clutch. You'd be the voice of reason. I'd be like I'd be the the whole reason I'm saying this is like the Sixers brass should like send a, a personal letter, be like, Ben, at some point you're going to get your video. We're going to save you in the embarrassment of not becoming essentially a meme and not do it this time. We're just, like, we appreciate everything you did for the city of Philadelphia. You will get your moment here. It's just not going to be tonight. It's like he, not getting in on the first ballot. Give them a couple rounds. I mean, when, when, when do you do it next, though? Because the next time would be the playoffs. They met. Like a preseason game? You would wait a whole year to do it. Just, then it just gets just awkward. Ah, you know. Then it looks like the Seahawks just just releasing the Wilson uh, tweet, which was the wildest thing in the world today, where it was like, hey, you tr- you traded him, and you released a clip of of Castaway, the Wilson thing. Like, Wilson, where are you? It's like, well, you just you just 
traded him to wait. To the Denver. Seahawks did that. Yeah, the D- Seahawks just just oh. released a Wilson. Wilson, oh, like, where are you? It's like, what are you? What are you doing? Oh. Who signed off on this? People are bad at Twitter. There's some people are. There's some social media teams. But back to what you're saying, like, I, I it's there are meetings happening in Camden. There are no doubt in my mind being like, do we do a video tribute? How long is a video tribute? We have to do a video tribute because clutch clients are going to be still. Like we're going to need clutch clients in the future, whether it's big name guys, whether it's small name guys. Bradley Beal might be a clutch client. I could be wrong on that. Wish we had a producer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is we probably need to find a producer. That was a second. <laughs> if you want to be the producer of the Water Boys podcast, DM us. We'll most likely say no. <laughs> um, he, you know, just just down the line, you know, it's a business. The, the NBA is a business after all. Like two years from now, this Ben Simmons stuff is going to blow over. It's going to be the next star. It's probably going to be Zion or, and it's going to be someone else. Maybe John Morant wants out of Memphis because they wanted him out of Memphis. Um, it's a video tribute. And the, the, the I understand that he did a lot for this city. He brought us out of the process along with Joel Embiid. He made a lot of all-star teams. He made a couple of defensive teams and whatnot. But then someone was like, well, we should cheer him because he got us James Harden. And I said, I will never agree no. with that line of thinking ever. Do you, do you think, um, let's say let's say Carson Wentz signs, let's say, say with the Washington Commanders, do you think it'll be worse for him if he came back? I don't think it will. No, be no, I don't no. Think- he he didn't he, he didn't make a public stink about it the way he did everything behind closed doors and I guess so has Ben, but there's just been too much leakage coming out of it. Yeah, yeah, yes. There's actually, not much there's, leakage. There's still a faction of Philadelphia that really does like Carson. There's a faction of Philadelphia that loves Carson. That right. was our one thing when we had that clip on. Uh, about the top five most hated athletes. That's what I got shit on the most when I said I think Carson is on my Mount Rushmore or top five Philly athletes. People love Carson because of 2017. I will always say, and this is going to become a Carson debate when I say this, <laughs> that Carson did not have the chemical makeup to beat Tom Brady in that Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I disagree with you. I think I think, I think, think Foles was touched by God and won the game. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's what happened. I actually that was think- a man who knew whether or not he won this or not, he was going to be a backup quarterback or he was going to go somewhere else next year. Dude, I actually, I, I, I sometimes think about this. You could, you're religious as you want to be, I am Catholic. I legitimately might think Nick Foles is the second coming. I think, I think Nick Foles is, is actually Jesus. I actually think he, he might be because he, he pulled off a miracle. Yeah. And like now he's just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm done. Someone, someone on Twitter I saw, do you call the, um, the Eagles championship? 2018 or 2017 championship? Like when you think of 2018 or you think of 2017, do you think of like the Super Bowl? Like are you talking about in the terms of the Washington Commanders screwing up their logo? Uh, I guess, yeah, kind of. No, it's a 2017 Super Bowl. See, I'm a 2018 guy. 2018, I always, like 2018 just rolls off the tongue for me. It's always going to be the Eagles championship. Not 2017 doesn't. Yeah, but it was a 2017 season. 2017, 2018 season, even though they only played like two, three weeks. I don't think they do that in the NFL, though. It doesn't matter. This is what I think. This is me. I think it's subjective. I think you might be wrong, but but it's the good. It's a, that's why it's a good debate where a lot of people are like, it's a 2017 championship. That's a, I call that's it. Just, a, that's the last time I'll have that debate because <laughs> it's not worth my time. To be honest with you, should the, just, I, I should before we before we move on, we got a couple of things we got to talk about. But like, I should just give some analysis on the uh, oh, and I should have done this when you talked about how you love gor- gorgeous Georgers. I love I love George Niang. Okay, um, should he be starting? No, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> in crunch time, maybe. I, you know what else I love? I love the fact that Ferk has gone cold and they're giving Isaiah Joe a shot. No minutes last night. No yeah. minutes. For Ferk. I, I am such a hater, but I had the time of my life watching Furkan Korkmaz play zero minutes last night. Um, what I just wanted to touch on because I shit on Toby today in in a, in a post I read for I wrote for Crossing Broad. He played very good defense and. I think George 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 George-ish, oh, fuck uh, spreads the floor way better than mm-hmm. Tobias does, but and he plays good defense. But <laughs> wait, are you are you considering starting George's over? No, no, no. I'm, uh, this, uh, this, uh, I know we shit on Tobias. And it's very easy to shit on Tobias, but jo- but Tobias played very good on DeRozan, who averages thirty seven and a half against the Sixers in his career. 
That's insane. Yeah, but you just can't start him. Who? Sorry, I'm distracted by the baby yeah. situation going yeah, on. Yeah, you, you are what? You are playing dad right now. Yeah, I've got distracted by the baby situation. I'm um, saying that Tobias Harris has to play over Georges because if Tobias Harris can just have his role as the defensive guy to like kind of uh, go along with Matisse and a rim protector in uh, Joel Embiid, I can live with Tobias Harris backing down his guy to the elbow, turning around. And uh, and shooting a fadeaway from from fifteen feet. I also and wanted to ask you. That, I want to ask you this opinion too, because I think I've noticed this, and I don't know if it's been brought up before. People tout uh, Matisse as this great defender, and he is. Matisse gets beaten awful lot and has to wind up winning that, getting that block from behind. Like he gets beat to his left and his right all the time. It's the greatest athletes in, you know. The uh, yeah, world. I know. I just like. It's Everyone's going to get beat. Yeah, I know. I just That's why health defense like is it, so important. There's there's very rarely guys in the NBA who can stay in front of their man. And when when you're an elite point guard. I mean, I, he had Zach Levine, who has one of the quickest first steps. I get that. I'm just sitting there saying, I'm like, you know, I, I, maybe it's because he's such a great athlete that he can recover so well. Yes. There you go. Well, That's how you should think about it. But it's, it's concerning to me. I'm concerned <laughs> okay. about this. Well, I'll tell you what. You got Matisse, who is one of the greatest recovering defend- defenders in the na- in the uh, in the entire league, and then you have Joel Embiid, who's one of the greatest rim protectors in the NBA. So you're kind of like uh, fucked, no matter what you do. <laughs> How do you feel about uh, the DeAndre Jordan premiere? I um, I think the fact is that slow. it was uh, very easy to lock him in his house with just using a chair underneath the door. <laughs> it's very easy to lock him up on uh, on the court. And I kind of wish. Wasn't that we, the one where they're like, hey, we're not letting you leave? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was the Clippers one. Um, I just just doesn't do it for me. It's DeAndre Jordan. Like it's, it's God, is he slow? I'm, I'm see, I'm not all in on uh, uh, Paul Reed like everyone else is. I like him. He's very athletic. He can kind of extend the floor. I just it's, it's what is he? What is DeAndre Jordan? What is he? Is he a, is he a rebounder? Oh, I thought you were saying Paul Reed being a cool guy. I'm like, who cares? I was no, no, I don't care if Paul Reed's games. a cool guy. I, is is DeAndre Jordan going to rebound well? Like, is he going to score within two feet of the basket like we always need? Is he going to spell Joel Embiid? Like, it, this is going to be one of those years if they win it all that Joel Embiid is going to put on a clinic playing an insane amount of minutes and you're just hoping he doesn't give out in the end. Yeah, and you would hope... Let's let's like play this game out. If they if they do get to the finals, it's most likely going to be Phoenix, correct? Who knows? I mean, who else out in the West is good? Well, I mean, Chris Paul is is, is hurt, so that'll be interesting. The Warriors are very good. I mean, yeah. Draymond's been out for like two two months. I don't know if he's back yet, but he's been out for a while. Clay's still getting ramped up. Steph Curry is a top five MVP, MVP candidate this year. Um, you know, the Lakers, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, LeBron had 56 last, last week. And Kobe had 81 in his last game. They didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> he did not have 81, but he had like 63. Yeah, like 80, or 70, oh, yeah. 72. I forget what it was. He had a lot of points. He had a lot of points. But, uh, no, nah, I mean, it's probably uh, the Suns, like, you know, when you grow up with a team and yeah. they're just not good throughout your whole uh-huh. Um, lifetime. Like yeah. The Suns just feel fake. Like, I know they made the finals last year, but they still feel fake to me because they've never I, been good. I audibly laugh every time I see that in the hunt, like graphic in the NFL and the Raiders are on it. I just mm-hmm. laugh every time. I'm like, they're yeah. not good. Like, the Lions could be the best team in the NFL next year. You're like, Lions are frauds. Same with well, the Cardinals yeah. this year with Kyler Murray. I was like, but the Cardinals weren't good when I was growing up. So, what does that matter? I mean, 2009, okay. <sighs> that was a great Super Bowl. Jeff Cameron's basement. Do you have anything else on Ben? No, we talked a lot about it. I mean, 35 minutes, we're going strong with Ben Simmons right now. He's just, it's just, it's, it's a wild move to file a grievance before an event is actually happening, is what I want to say. It's basically like filing a grievance for being fired before you're actually fired. <laughs> I want this explained to me. What exactly is he filing a grievance for? To recoup some of the $20 million he was fined in. But what is I can't Thursday? believe we just talked for 35 minutes in this. <laughs> no, I, I knew he was trying to get the money back. But what does Thursday night have anything to do with it? Because he, he's going to show 
uh, video of the fans booing him, the fans being oh, so he's collecting things, and he's and he's like collecting this data, being like, hey, listen, this is why this affected my mental health struggles. I always said I had that one video that went viral after Game Seven of uh, of the Atlanta Hawks series. I was like, yeah, Ben Simmons, Brian went see it. Ben Simmons saw that video. I am more than ever convinced that Ben Simmons is one of the two hundred thousand people that saw that video. You think Ben Simmons also saw that picture of you in front of Andrew Bynum? No. Okay. I hope no one ever sees that picture in front of me. In front I, you of posted it to Twitter. I like do post it. Weeks I ago. do post it. I do like that picture. I think that it's hilarious. Picture, that picture and I that picture and the picture I'll send you every once in a while of me and Max with pool holes is all time. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> stay here. You stay here. <laughs> um, let's go. Let's switch to the the amateur basketball amateur in quotes. Was this on the card? Yeah. How? Uh, Wait, I thought we were going to go Calvin Ridley next. Can I make an wow. audible? Yeah, because I was going to go Coach K, but let's do Calvin Ridley Can first. Can we save Coach K for the – Do we? Like, let's just talk about Coach K. It was like watching Michael Scott's TV, that last it was, game. It was pathetic. It was like this guy was the god of basketball. It's a fucking coach. Let him lose a game and get the fuck out. Say thanks, Mike. I grew up a Duke fan. I've done a complete 180 on Duke. They're worse than Penn State fans. Penn State fans are up there. It's probably the worst in the world. And that It's not popular to say that on a Philly podcast, but sue me. Mm, they're all from the, the suburbs anyway. But yeah, that whole Coach K cam, the whole, there was like a 10% of the of the uh, the video was taken by this stupid graphic that looked like it was on first take. And then it was like the rest of the game. It's like, just give me the whole game. What are we doing? That's I don't a stu- know. That's a, that's a stupid move. It just sh- it, was, it was the game on ESPN. Mm-hmm. ESPN's fault. ESPN's has ruined it ruined sports. They just really have. I'll, was, I'll I'll finally just take that like they're ESPN. If you're watching ESPN for anything other than a live sporting event, not including the Coach K cam, you're an idiot. It's literally terrible television at this point. It's funny because they like they get gifted stories a lot. Where it's like today was the Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. news that was on yeah. that broke during first take, and then they were doing outside the lines today. Oh, I guess Bob it's either Lay? Bob no, Lay? he's he's been gone for two years. Oh, I See, like that Bob. tells you how much you you've watched ESPN. <laughs> um, I forget who it was, but they were doing outside outside the lines, and the Russell Wilson news broke. But I think outside the lines was pre-taped, so they couldn't get to it. I'm sure I could have went to ESPN two, ESPN U, ESPN News, all that. But I switched over to NFL Network because I wanted to hear about the Russell Wilson news and everything. I've I've watched ESPN more a lot lately, but I mean, it's just it's funny because you can just see. Where people are just like, okay, you have to have this take, Swagoo. Okay, oh, uh, yeah. Kendrick Perkins, you have to have this take. Okay, Dan Orlovsky, you have to have this take. Uh, Greeny, <laughs> you just have to mediate everything. Dan Orlovsky just- can't have a take if he's thinking about cheating on his wife the whole time, though. So it's tough. <laughs> Is that a rumor? Oh my God, did you not read the article? Pardon my take. Did a whole thing. They read the article about how to be a faithful husband and avoid temptations, <laughs> and it was essentially. It was basically Dan Orlovsky's manifesto on how to cheat on your wife, <laughs> but say, but say you're not cheating on your wife. I'll, I'll find it and send it to you. It was, it was absurd. That's awesome. But yeah, I mean, they all just like, they all just like, Hey, listen, if Ryan Clark has this take, Dan, you have to have this take greeny. You have to mediate. And it's like, I, uh, I simply cannot watch the national media at all. It's just so boring. So going back to the Calvin Ridley stuff, it was good having a player's perspective. I forget who it was. It was uh, Swagoo. Yeah, I feel like it was. And he gave a good take where it was like, listen, if you think Calvin Ridley is the only guy betting on sports in the NFL, you're an idiot. And and yeah. and you and you are. I mean, if you don't think these guys know their overs, the spread on the team yeah. before the games, they know it all. Either I'm it's they, they look that. it up or their or their buddies tell them, hey, listen, they only think you're going to get like 67 and a half <laughs> yards receiving. You're going to hit that over? Uh, sorry, I'm still thinking about that the the tweet you put with Jalen Rager winning on DraftKings. Saying <laughs> you might want to investigate this. I was all time. I was I think that was like it's such a it was more or less of a dad joke, but man, did you get me good with that one? I was dying laughing. It was just yeah, it was just those were an all time commercials back in the day. It's like I won six hundred and seventeen dollars and I was like, oh, wow, God. that's a lot of money back in the day. God, when that came up on my Twitter feed, I got like a good ten minute chuckle out of it. It was just like driving between my like the two houses, like in the move, and I was just chuckling to myself. I'm like You have a very infectious laugh, too. Yeah, it's it happens. Um the Calvin Ridley thing though, so I uh, I think we actually had different takes on this. I I don't know where you sit on this. If you 
I know it happens, but if you if you play in the NFL, you should not be allowed to bet on NFL games. I just don't think you should be. I think it's insider trading. It, so okay, so you kind of agree with me then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I, I just like don't think I don't think it's morally correct. Um, I'm sure people would be like, loosen up, let them have some fun. It's like, mm, no, I mean, because you let them have their fun and eventually it'll turn into point shaving. So yeah. like, they'll exactly- let them have their fun. <laughs> they call crew in the fucking yeah. mean machine. As long as you're but no, it's like these guys all have friends on other teams. There's so much information that like coaches do not ever want to disclose. Nick Sirianni is one of the worst with it. Like he, he just like, he's always like, yeah, you know, it's a good question. I really don't want to disclose any information and whatnot. Like sometimes, you know, they might not disclose that, uh, say Matt Ryan had a pinky injury or something like that. He'll say he doesn't want to be wrong, Sirianni. He's like, yeah, I don't want to be wrong, so I'm not going to comment. I'm like, crazy. Yeah, but there you go. But like, say Matt, say Matt Ryan has a pinky injury, but they're not disclosing it because it's not that much. They're not that bad of an injury. Right. He's, not getting, he's not getting treatment on it. He's not, you know, missing practice on it. But Calvin Ridley knows that he's got a pinky injury. Sure, he knows the install, and he knows that maybe the install isn't good against, uh, let's say, the New Orleans Saints, like it is typically against the Buccaneers. Like Calvin Ridley knows that. And I know it's like they had no inside information. It's like motherfucker, he's just been on the team for four years. He knows. What I don't care if Arthur Smith is new, like he knows the inner workings of yeah. the, the Falcons. The thing that I don't like is the precedent it sets. I, this guy gets a year. Ray Rice beats his well, wife in a fucking uh, AC so elevator, and it's like, yeah, I always forget that was an AC. What a magical place. Um, the problem with the the comparing of the two things is like the NFL is just kind of making these rules up as they go. Yeah. I think the NFL did the right thing where when it got public, they're like, all right, we have to shut this down right away. Listen, I actually have no problem with what happened. In terms of what? I think the I think the suspension is justified. I think you should you think be a better. year is okay. Yeah, I think I mean, listen, it's 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 definitely costly we talked to you sent me the text he's like oh you spent fifteen hundred dollars to get fine 11 million i'm like yeah he needs a new bookie that's terrible juice right but it's like (laughs) at the same time the nfl can't play with fire on this one so like i'm if if the nfl knew that the domestic violence issue was going to continue to be an issue i'm sure ray rice would have gotten a much 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 worse um penalty and I think the NFL knows that when this is going to be a new thing. And the NFL created this for themselves. They're in bed with the sports books. They're in bed with the Daily Fantasy. They need to set a precedent early. He's the one that got publicly caught. Boom. It's two guys in two years, too. Who was the other one? The guy, he was a, he was a no-name cornerback uh, from uh, the Cardinals. All right. Uh, Calvin Ridley went on a great Twitter fire off. He's like, it was $1,500. I don't have a gambling problem. The ultimate... Tweeting through it, yeah. <laughs> this guy tweet, tweet is it. tweeting through it right now. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to talk to you about this. Have you heard about the uh, the seven three one five glitch about seven. Fanduel? There's a conspiracy theory out there with Calvin Ridley right now. No, what is this? There's a small conspiracy theory going around. A lot of like the big time prop guys um, noticed that when you parlayed Calvin Ridley's over yards. And the Falcons to score over 20 and a half points. The odds went up to plus 7315. So 7,315. Jesus. Now, now Calvin Ridley averages 68.2 yards per game over his career. So like that's insane odds. And you're not telling me even Matt, even Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan, but he's still at Arthur Smith that Matt Ryan and the Falcons couldn't put together 21 points to hit that over an alternate over line. And what was the yards that we had to have? Uh, 73 and a half, I think it was. So, like, Calvin Ridley should probably hit that. Now, he wasn't having the greatest of years in the beginning, but this was all during the Carolina Panthers game. So that was on October 31st. And remember, 90 minutes before that game, Calvin Ridley was a surprise inactive. Right. Like, wasn't on any injury list, wasn't on anything. But, he, uh, but then it was like right after that, he was like, I'm taking away. I'm walking away from the game. The fourth quarter of that game is when he released the tweet saying, mm. hey, I'm taking um, I'm taking a leave of absence uh, to get my, my mental health correct. Well, all these prop guys saw this, um, this glitch that happened on FanDuel, and they just hammered it. 
and they hammered it and they hammered it and they told their large followings, you got to do the same. You got to hammer this. Is, this is insane. They shouldn't be having this. The, the FanDuel messed up. And, and these glitches happen. Like sometimes right. the algorithm just fucks up. So there's this, there's this conspiracy theory that FanDuel knew Calvin Ridley was betting on himself or betting on the Falcons before I think this was November, it was October 31st, it was around like week five or week six. They knew he was betting because he was found to be betting through his phone. And Genius Sports, who's a partner with FanDuel, told the NFL integrity office that, hey, listen, this Calvin Ridley account, we traced it back to Calvin Ridley and his bank account is betting on on Falcons games. Like, here you go. There's also, a conspiracy theory, hold on, that they told Ridley to get the hell out of here. Or they'll ruin his career and tell them that he's been betting on games. Hmm. It's not a bad theory. And it sounds like a movie, to be honest the, with you. The only thing is Atlanta, at the time, didn't doesn't have full online sports gambling. It was in Florida, though, right? So Florida is it's funny. The week that Florida went live online was the week that he went off. When, when he went on his... his uh, his, his his spell. And now you can't even bet online in Florida anymore. But he's from Fort Lauderdale. And when it went live, all you could do was bet through the Hard Rock Seminole Hotel and Casino. And he was from Fort Lauderdale. He grew up in Fort Lauderdale, which is 15 minutes from the, uh, the, Fort, the, the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. So there's this little conspiracy theory going around and whatnot. It's, uh, it's interesting. But also, at what point, like, do these guys have a team around them? Be like, look, I'm gonna get, grab one of the guys on my team. Be like, look, set up an account. I want to bet, but I'm not betting under my name. Chris Carter, fall guy. Right. Like, it's like, how do we not do? Like, how are we not smart enough? Be like, I'll, listen, Calvin Ridley, when the when it's up, and if you want to keep betting, I'll bet for you. They I'm, removed Chris Carter from the from the symposium, the rookie symposium in 2014. He's there. This doesn't happen. Exactly. He's a better. Um, what else we had to talk about? Because there's also there's some we don't have to talk about Coach K because he's a loser. Oh, we already did. You want to fix baseball? I can fix baseball. Do we want to fix baseball right now? You know me. I'm good with sixty games. Okay, I I know that, but I just also, want the Sunday plan. It also seems like uh, they are going to ban the shift. Anyway, here's my here's my quick step to fixing baseball. Throw out the entire record book of all time. 125 game season, ban the shift, DH, pitch clock, done. I just made a new Hall of Fame. Yep. Uh, old Hall of Fame. Old or a new, a new, new wing of the Hall a of new Fame. New wing. New wing. New record book. New wing. Boom. Give me a home run chase every year. Give me a, pitch, a strikeout chase every year. Give me a hits chase every year. For years, that it, just let it happen. Reinvigorate the sport. I like this. Yeah. It's Less games. Simple. Less games. Newer wing for the newer fan. Start at the same time they always did. 16 teams make the playoffs. Four rounds, seven games. 125. Can we do 101? We could probably probably negotiate down to the one, like, you know, 111, maybe. Well, that's the thing where, like, you'll have to convince the owners because the owners. You just negotiated better than anyone else. I started at 120 games. You came to one. we're right in the middle of 111. We're in the middle. I like that. And the and the owners do know the exact games they need to make a profit. So yep. like the the owners already you know, know how that much money they would make games. on that playoff. They would make a ton of money on that playoff. So also uh, salary cap. So why are you for salary cap? I don't know. I just because your Mets it. wouldn't wouldn't pan out. I don't know. I, parody. I'm, okay. I enjoy parody. So 16 teams in the MLB playoffs, which is fine. Okay. I don't care. Um, ban the I, shift, which I agree with. I'm not a shift guy. Listen, the people who are like, oh, who are you just going to, you're not going to hit. Here's the thing. Fundamentally, yes, this is a, this is, this is a people whining and complaining because they, they can't, they can't hit against, they can't hit the other way. Baseball purists, I'm talking to you directly. I do this a lot. I'll talk to people directly on the, on the podcast. The baseball purists, you just got to give it up because your sport is dying. Yeah. And to keep casuals and new fans coming back, you're going to just have to get more exciting. And nothing's more exciting than someone roping one between the first and second baseman for a single and moving the guy to third. And you got guys on first and third, one out. Francisco Lindor, let me make the plays. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I thought a couple of the players came out. Be like, hey, you're gonna, now you're going to see good defense really kind of 
be a, like a, a factor in games. Good pitching becomes a factor in games. Because you have a ground ball pitcher and you can play him into the shift, it becomes a lot easier. This guy's going to have to throw for less contact. It's going to really challenge everybody. And the, and the frustrating thing is these the hits numbers are going to get crazy inflated. And if anyone should be filing a grievance, it should be Ryan Howard because he'd probably be a Hall of Famer. He would be a Hall of Famer. That shift, that was the first shift that I ever realized. And I remember talking to my dad, like, why is that third baseman over in second base right now? Oh, my God. And like, so like when they, when they're talking about banning the shift too, it's like you, you could still play a guy almost, the shortstop can play almost all the way to second base. Like you just can't be on the other side. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's one of the simplest things you could do. Just ban the shift, create more offense. I I, I think there are too many. And, and the steroid error is because of this. I think there are too many unbreakable records in baseball right now. Yes. And that's why I'm saying if you if you just reset the clock, 111 games, 16-team playoff, ban the shift, DH, good. That's, that's, that's a fun season right there. 50 years from now, no one's going to care about Bonds' 73, whatever the home runs it well, was. Well, it's never going to be gonna broken. Th- they're going to think never of... never going to be broken. But they're going to be think of new baseball. When exactly. that one time, Roger Maris' kid's kid hit 61 in 125 games. Or what we agree on? 100 and... Uh, I think we're at 111. 111. So let's say... So like, think about this. It's going to be like, if someone hits 50 home runs in 111 games... <sighs> That's that's good. That's going to be like the benchmark. Fifty home runs. It's a it's a it's a home run every other game. It's a sexy number too. It is, dude. Think, think about this. The, the the race to fifty. Do you feel any closer to them uh, getting this done? I think it's I think it's done. I, I I would I wouldn't be surprised if by the time we're talking next week it's done. Mm-hmm. I have a, I just have a gut feeling that I think they're going to get this done. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's me just being optimistic because I am a baseball fan, but I think they want to get it done, and I think baseball know because baseball started to give a little bit now. I think they understand that they need to play to stay relevant, and I think this banning the shift thing is a, is a is a big step towards them trying to regain their relevancy. I think they have to do a lot more than well, they well absolutely, but like creating more offenses is what they need to do. Because uh-huh. you you know baseball right now is boring. It's a strikeout and home run. Like I know it's a cliche, but it is. It's a strikeout and home run. If you ban the shift, you bring back manufacturing runs. You bring back small ball. You bring back all that stuff that you 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 used to do before the analytics took over the game. 2015 Royals would have won a lot of championships. 100. percent Anything else you got for tonight? No. I'm excited for next week. Uh, legal tampering in the NFL starts on Wednesday. Um, I suggest NCAA tournament. NCAA tournament. What? When are the are the conference tournaments over? No, they're right now. Okay. Who's? Can someone update me what's going on with the Big Ten? Because like, what do you want to know? Who? Who's? Did who's Wisconsin good? not win it? Co Big Ten champions. How's that work? Did they not play a tournament? They just no 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 regular season. See, this is the oh. thing that it's it's the thing that fucks everybody up. When you call co Big Ten champions, like people don't ever say like regular season. Now they got to play the conference tournament. I'm okay. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the Big Ten. Yeah, the Big Ten always has a conference tournament. They always do. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so now we just have to get to the Big Ten conference tournament, and it should be a lot of fun. Where are you? And I'm very I'm I'm very pro storm the court. Yes. People get really upset. With people storming the court. People get upset about them storming the field, too. Who gives a shit? It's Clemson college, does it fun. every game. It's it's college. Have fun. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Wisconsin beat Purdue, and they were a top 10 seed. People pissed that they stormed the court. Illinois, well, they won the, big, they won the co-Big Ten championships. Illinois wins the co-Big Ten championships. Wisconsin loses to Nebraska. Shout out, uh, Rope Drop Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, Nebraska they, ball? They storm the court. Uh, Illinois storms the court because they're out code big down champions. Storm the court every chance you get. Yeah, yeah, really. Did you ever get to storm the court at Temple? Kansas Temple, baby, my senior year. Yeah, they beat the piss out of Kansas by 20. Temple's usually good, not this year, as a uh, <laughs> as 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 one uh good good court storm a year. And by the way, I was having a Sunday fun day, and you texting I, listen. me. You listen. texting me unprovoked. <laughs> It was a shot I, at the bow. Hold on a second. I did say I was not being mean. 
But then, but you preface <laughs> well, this was I like, mean, "Hey, listen, I don't want to be mean, but hey, here comes something. Why don't you, why don't you fill the people in what you did? Because it was just I, a random three yeah. o'clock. I just texted Kyle and I was like, "Hey, not to be mean, but has Temple ever been good at basketball? And Were Kyle, you watching the game? No, it was a random thought I had. <laughs> I just wanted to ask you. And Kyle responds back. He's like, "You'd be surprised to know they're a top five team wins of all time. All time." And then I'm looking at the wins and losses, and I said, now ah, a few years away from being a 500 team. They're 800 wins from being a 500 team. It also helps that um, Syracuse had to vacate about 400 wins, I believe, from Jim Beheim era. So we moved into the top five, which is just the biggest temple basketball. Coach K would never. Yeah, yeah. Coach K would, would never. He would just yell at the students in his last game ever in, in uh, Durham. It's ridiculous. So um, last, let me ask you this last question about temple basketball. Yeah. Is it like, What's like your your dream? Is Temple winning a national championship like your biggest dream? Like it'll never happen, obviously. But well, what do you mean? Like, like would I take like a another um, equal Super Bowl over Temple? Like, if you could just if you could get one championship, no matter what it is, would it just be a Temple national championship? No, Temple would probably be fourth. I would say probably goes Eagles, Sixers, Phils. You would take another Super Bowl over the the Sixers finishing the process. Wow, yeah, that might that might have to be reconstructed. Let's go Sixers Eagles. Yeah, let's go see, Sixers I, Eagles. I think about this a lot. I think I would love to see Michigan win a national championship in football. I think that'd be really cool to see. But I go back to this all the time. I was dating my wife and I were seniors in high school and we were dating at the time and it was prom night <laughs> when the Flyers had come back. They were down they were down 3-0 to the Bruins. Mm-hmm. And it was game seven. They were down four nothing, and they came back and won. That was our prom night. I'm not a Flyers fan, but I vested into the Flyers run. I was like, oh, I'd like to see them win for her. I would want nothing more than an island, a real Islanders Cup run to win. Like the last two years have been electric, like getting to game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals both times, only to lose in dramatic fashion and crush my soul, even though we probably would have beaten Dallas and we definitely would have beaten Montreal. So I got two rings stolen right off my finger. Anyway. Finger. Um, it's just like I it, the the hockey playoffs as a fan so stressful, but the win so sweet. So mm-hmm. I think now that I have my Super Bowl, I would say that. But if you had a gun to my head, I'd say I'd take another Super Bowl because I'm a loser. Yeah, it would, it would be a nice bow on the Sixers just to stuff it in everybody's fucking fat face well, in the national media and Ben that, Simmons. I'm kind of rooting for it now because like. Now we will definitely get the thirty for thirty. Well, that's the thing where it's like you, you need the you need it. Like there are Eagles fans, and there are people who are just Eagles fans. They they will claim right. to be four for four, but they are Eagles fans. But if you can stuff something in the national media's face, you can yep. get Eagles fans, you can get Flyers fans, you can get Phillies fans, you can get the whole city of Philadelphia, maybe even just, some Wings fans, maybe even some Union fans. You could get everybody wanting a Sixers win. It would be you know, it would be glorious. Just to you know stuff it also. I, I was going back on this. USA winning gold in hockey would be a big deal for me. Really? That would be really cool. Yeah, I always get really into it. When the pros go, I like Olympic hockey. Also, imagine the United States men's soccer team winning a, a World Cup. It would be electric. It would. It would. Be, it, that, might, that might solve the political unrest here. Mm. The sport no one cares about delivers a World Cup. What if I told you? And we give it to Ukraine. All right. We might have to cut that one. <laughs> nah, it would be nice. Be like, fly that one out to Ukraine, melt that into some some AK forty seven, and let's go kill yeah. some Ruskies. All right, I think, uh, yeah, the Kremlin suck. Um, uh, I think I got to go, Dad. So I'm gonna cut the podcast off here. Hey, everyone, enjoy enjoy the Boo Fest. Enjoy the Boo Fest on yeah. Thursday. We're gonna be talking about it. We're gonna have Eagles stuff to talk about next week, which is fun. This is the fun part of the off season where things actually start happening. We're not just gonna debate. We're not gonna just debate if Russell Wilson's coming here because guess what, guys? He's not. Later. So God, I want to talk to you if they gave up too little. Who? The de- the 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 uh I think I don't think the Broncos gave up that much. I didn't think it was that bad. I really didn't. Some said Everyone was like, oh my one. God, they gave up so much. I'm like, it was two firsts and two seconds. I mean, yeah. And a couple players. All right. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. On, we'll, on the phone. 
talk about it on the phone. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Water Boys podcast presented by Crossing Broad. We'll talk to you next week. Uh-huh.